in-host pilot, the legend T. James Logan. We are flying now at 30,000 feet. My co-pilot, the gentleman himself, Elio Canella, has put down the complimentary alcohol, and hopefully we are not going to crash and burn as we fly you through another episode of WPOV Global. Shh! Shh! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a bit surreal. How you doing? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes fans have said that uh, it seems like there was a surreal air cruise with us, so I thought I'd give them a little bit of a jump start there. How you doing, Elio? Time stood still for a few minutes there. <laughs> I know. You, you, you went back to your days in Nam, back before you discovered hard alcohol and it was just all heroin for you. I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> um, I'm suffering from PTSD. No, no, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I... Uh, I am shell shocked because it is the end. This is our last regular episode of the year, mm-hmm. and and Elio, we've had a we've had a crazy year of ups and downs. We've yep. we've we've seen some great wrestling. We've seen some really shitty wrestling. We've seen some dumb wrestling, fun wrestling. We've seen the whole gamut. Uh, yeah, you and I have. Uh, we've had some really fun episodes. We've had some uh, episodes with us uh, being sick, dragging ourselves through it. Uh, yep. There was the whole time that you were drunk for 14 episodes straight. <laughs> you know, we, we, we live on, folks. We live on for you. I even lost my voice because of the alcohol. Really? The alcohol that puts my body. Oh, my Lord. How do you still have a liver? I, I don't. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're on your fourth <laughs> your, your fourth replacement. That's how the healthcare, healthcare system is here in Canada, boys and girls. <laughs> Elio can get just a new liver every three months. It, it's amazing. He doesn't even have to pay for it. It's all tax <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow, the end of the year. Wow, uh, this is our last one. So you know what? Let, let's go out on a, a fun bag. Fa- folks, next week is obviously going to be Christmas time. And yep. uh, we are not going to be doing an episode next week. And we are doing, we're putting together a special year of the end episode. Where we're not even going to talk current television stuff. We're just going to talk about the companies we've covered over the years. Over this year, sorry. Including... Some of the companies we dumped out of the year, and we're talking like ROH and Impact, we're going to give a bit of talk about them. We're also going to talk our regular stuff, AEW, New Japan, WWE, <coughs> NXT, and MLW, our highs and lows of the year, stuff we saw we liked. Uh, there were some good things and there were some great things. Uh, and it's funny how the year can start. I mean, the first half of the year, Matt Warner was our favorite wrestler. The second half of the year, he's in our book. So, <laughs> But you know what? You know what? I, bl- I don't even... I can't, you can't even blame Mance. I blame Jimmy Havoc. That because I thought Mance was done. I thought Mance was done all with all this uh, after leaving CVW. Now I don't want to sound rude because I know a lot of you people think us Canadians are super nice and stuff like that. But Jimmy Havoc definitely is the shit stain on wrestling, and uh, <laughs> I, I there is no way. Uh, there's nothing this guy does that interests me. I don't even find it ironically funny. I don't find nope. any of his stuff any good. And it's getting to the point where I'm almost, I'm almost at the point where I'm thinking me and you have to put a special embargo that anytime we see Jimmy Havoc matches, we're not even going to talk about them. We're not even going to watch them. They show up on MLW, just, AEW, just like what we just, did, just like what we did with uh, Impact Wrestling and the uh, whole uh, women's division with uh, that stupid storyline. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to, we're not even going to, Jimmy Havoc is now erased from our memories. He's not even in the book anymore. Yep. He, he's gone. 2020 will be Havoc-free. Havoc-free. But not Jessica Havoc. <laughs> Definitely need more Jessica Havoc in our lives. Okay, that, that one I'll give you, okay? Right. Any, anyways, you know what? We have been doing a poll, not our usual kind of poll where we're asking opinions about things going on. It is our sort of, we dug into our vault. We pulled out eight matches. Last mm-hmm. week we matched eight matches and four came out. We've yep. done our, 
Now we're down to our, our four right now. Let's talk quickly. What are our four matches? Okay, so our four matches are Joe Coffey versus Dave Massive, last man standing from NXT TakeOver Cardiff, mm-hmm. and Austin Aries versus Teddy Hart from MLW Saturday Night Super Fight. Okay, now that's the same bracket, right? They're, they're against each other. Head to they're head they're against each other, yep. Okay, so we are going to announce this week the match from that that goes on. Elio, what match did you pick to go on for this? Joe Coffey versus Dave Massive, last man standing from NXT TakeOver Cardiff. Uh-oh, we've got a bit of a problem here, Elio. I voted the same. <laughs> Not a problem at all. Yes. Actually, a very fun match. Both matches, yep. I mean, come on, they were they were in the vault for a reason. But there was just, there's a lot of reasons that I picked this match over, over the other match. And it has mostly yep. to do with uh, a story we didn't expect out of anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mastiff and uh, Coffee were two guys we didn't give two craps about before going into this match. They were both in the book. Yeah, they both were in the book. Uh, and yet, this <coughs> match legitimized them as solid wrestlers to both of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's taken a great trajectory for both these guys. They've both gone on to better things. And uh, so, yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you. That is the match that will go into the finals. And we will discuss in our first show back, December 7 or 8th or whatever it is. I'm bad with time. Um, our first December. Sh- We're December, December. Sorry. Sorry. January. Yikes. I told you I was bad. What year is it going to be? I, and you said. And I'm the one I know. That's the worst part. I'm just an idiot. You're the alcoholic. <laughs> I'm just an idiot. But uh, seriously, though, uh, our first regular show back. We're going to announce on that episode what the final match of the year. We're also going to restart our counter clock and talk about uh, who won the weekly uh, rating show. So, okay, let's go into our second contenders. Second contenders. What are the next? Oh, yeah. So, second contenders, we had Cody Rhodes, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes from AEW to Ball or Nothing. Mm-hmm. And Kazushiko Okada versus Will Ospreay from G1 Climax. All right. Well, I'm going to go first on this one. Um, yeah. the both great matches, uh, very much more of emotional storyline with the Rhodes brothers. However, right. the magic that we saw with Osprey and Okada, unbelievable. I'm gonna have to pick that match going on to the next round. Yep, I'm gonna have to agree with that. I'm picking Okada and uh, Osprey. And MGPW is just fun to watch. I just every time they have like one of these big shows, it's just fun. I have fun watching. I like all. I'll have to like uh, take a break from watching like uh, a bit of it, but then I always go back later on and watch the rest that I didn't get to watch. That's only because the cards are like seventeen hours long, yeah. <laughs> and there's four of them in a row. No, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are fun to watch if there's some kind of translation going on. It's a little bit hard to watch in Japanese, but it's extremely hard to watch with no commentary. Uh, I wish they wouldn't do those ones. Anyhow, I'm going to provide commentary on those. We still haven't got enough votes yet, Elliot. <laughs> so, folks, you want to hear that commentary, you vote in. No, no, no. no we're not going to release those tapes. Now, uh, so that puts us in the final next week of being Joe Coffey versus Dave mm-hmm. Mastiff, Last Man Standing. Yep. Versus Kazuchika Akata and Will Ospreay from the G1 Climax. This is going mm-hmm. to be interesting. Folks, this one we're actually going to set up a poll to see... Yes. Who knows? Me and Elio have not discussed this. We don't know which we've picked yet for the final. Uh, just in case we totally disagree on our picks here, we will use your you, the fans, votes to determine the third vote. However, if we both make the same decision and you guys vote and you have a different decision, well, tough crap because it's our show and we're going to pick who we want. <laughs> but, but we'll try and be nice about it. We are supposed to be Canadians. All right, so look forward to that poll. Now you know what uh, this. Let's let's cut over to some news right now, and okay. uh, you know there isn't been a lot of news going in right now, but I really wanted to point out something that happened in ROH Ring of Honor mm-hmm. okay. at the at the last battle pay per view this year. Uh, right. Roosh lost the ROH World Championship mm-hmm. to fifty one year old PCO. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was a surprise. I wasn't expecting that. I don't think anybody was. But you know what? I think we should jump from right from this. Let's just go right into the hot news right now. Our, okay. our, our, hot, our hot topic of the week, okay? And All our right. hot topic is this. Uh, 
it was shocking. It was a little bit of out of nowhere. But I want to ask your opinion first, Elio, and then we'll go into my opinion. Yeah. Is it crazy for ROH to put their world championship on the back of a 51-year-old man being PCO? No. No. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I'll tell you why. Because um, since uh, PCO made his uh, ROH um, debut, uh, people just go crazy every time they see him come out for a match. Uh, people just love this guy, and um, I I know he's only uh, from far as I far as I go back. He's only I've only known him to be a tag team champion in the WWE. So so like I. I'd never known him to hold any major championships, so no, this is this was a pretty a pretty cool move to do. I mean, look at Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. How many times he's been champion, and he's like in his seventies. Yeah, but dude, he wasn't fifty when he won any of his titles. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, in in this case, uh, I don't think it's uh, no. I think it's a cool move to put the belt on PCO. Okay. And give him a run with the title. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, this was in my mind a lot, too, when I first uh, saw this. I'm going to have to agree with you in one sense. Is ROH is really, f- unlike the WWE, you know if the WWE had this situation where they had somebody who the fans just loved that they didn't make, they yeah. wouldn't give you the championship belt. He wouldn't be the champion. Right, right. They, right. You know? But they gave, the, the ROH gave, uh, gave the fans what they really wanted because PCO has been so fun. He's been, uh, he's crazy, he's wild, he's a little bit, well, he's a total nut job. And now he does the kind you, of, uh, sorry? After asking you, sorry, did you, um, did you go back and watch that one match that I told you where he came out, like, looking like Frankenstein? Yes, yes I did. And that's <laughs> kind of, it was kind of, you know, and that's another thing too, is right now in this day and age, this might actually work. I remember when last year, when uh, the NWA, remember their champion was the 50-year-old uh, Tim Storm. Tim Storm. Yeah, and 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 here's a guy who was built much bigger than PCO. He looked uh, really great shape and stuff. Right. But I couldn't buy it. I couldn't buy him being the champion. I was like, what? Why do they have the belt on this old man? I mean, he's older than I am, yeah, but I'm not that far removed from that age. And I know there's no way in hell if even I was in good shape that it would be credible for me to be the world champion. Now, and, was that was that was that before NWA made their um. Made their uh, debut show. Yeah, it was before that debut show, but back when they were doing the oh, ten okay, pounds okay. of gold series and stuff. Just before he he beat Nick, Nick Eldis, beat him for it. Okay, that's right. Okay, so at that time, I thought fifty one years old. That is just way too old. It's not credible. It it takes uh-huh. away from the realism of what we're trying to do, right? However, right. PCO is the same age, and I like this. I like the fact that he's the champion. Mm-hmm. This guy does, he sacrifices his body, first of all, like crazy. Uh, he does stuff that younger guys don't do. He takes bumps that are just incredibly crazy. And he doesn't um, even care. <laughs> yeah. But he also connects with the fans. There's a spirit about yep. PCO that makes you just get caught up in his ridiculousness. Yep. Uh, I mean... Look at ROH. We've talked all year that ROH has kind of been plummeting down a bit. They've lost all their mm-hmm. a lot of great wrestlers. They're having a hard time building newer talent. Uh, a lot of their match, a lot of their things just come off as stale. Yeah, you know, nothing really spectacular. Um, then you get something like uh, you know at, at at Final Battle you had uh, PCO fighting on top of a, a hearse. And then when it seemed like he was down, his manager took jumper cables and zapped him back into the match. Now that's some WWE. No, sorry, that's some WWF nineteen eighties bullcrap. Yeah, but maybe this but, is what the company needs. But it it really worked for me. I, I I found it. I loved it. It made me laugh. It, it 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 yeah. And this you're right. Maybe this is something ROH needs. So is ROH crazy to put their uh, hopes and their. Uh, their dreams and aspirations on the back of a 51 year old man. I might've said no before, but PCO is definitely in my opinion. Uh, and in my point of view, definitely the guy who really deserves this belt. And as much as Roosh is looking a tremendous athlete and looks like, you know, uh, a million bucks. I think the personality of PCO is really the shot in the arm that ROH needs right now. I might, I might go back and watch uh, the regular show just to see if anything's uh, changed. 
See if it shakes the trees and any coconuts fall out? Yeah. Well, maybe. And speaking of, speaking of Rouge, uh, this has been news from AAA. Uh, there's a new uh, group of Los Ingobernables. Uh, is he a, in it still? With uh, Rouge, La Parca, Conan, and Killer Cross. Killer Cross, yes. And you know what? <laughs> in the vein of like giving out news after we already have, Killer Cross also received his uh, release from Impact finally. He is now a free agent and can wrestle for whoever he wants. So good on him, because like, let's face it, Impact is where careers go to die. Let's hear it. AEW, 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 because we oh. know. <laughs> I don't know. People said that about Marty Squirrel, and Marty Squirrel no, is over I'm, at... I'm seeing what uh, the fans are, are thinking. Yeah, AEW, AEW. That's, all, that's all you hear every time someone gets released. Which is ridiculous. I mean... How much room is there left for anybody, you know? <laughs> Seriously. You know, that's one thing we could even talk about right now. If we ha- Let's start at hot topic number two here, okay? Um, every time a wrestler is released, mm-hmm. everyone thinks that they should go to AEW. I'm going to say right now, that isn't, right now, that isn't the greatest plan in the world, okay? First of all, if you are burning any bridges with WWE... <laughs> You're an idiot because we don't even know if AEW is going to be here in six months. Yep. I mean, they're not doing all that crap hot right now in the ratings, okay? But let's suppose you're a big timer. So let's suppose the gentleman is a major player, goes to AEW. Yeah. There is already a, a glass ceiling that I don't know if he can break through no matter who he is. There's, you know, the elite are not only the – they're, they're like the, the, what are they called? The vice presidents or whatever. They, they've already, the VPs. Like yeah. They're already like entrenched in there. There's only so much TV time. You already have Omega. You have the Young Bucks. You have Cody, Adam Page. And then we already have a, a host of under guys right now that are big. You have your Chris Jericho. You have his group. You have... Uh, you have SCU. You already have so many named guys that are there. Where the hell is there room for you? <laughs> for any new wrestler, you know? I'll, I'll take um, Jericho's belt. I can last 10 minutes in the ring. You couldn't last 10 seconds. Chris <laughs> Jericho. Because <laughs> I've seen you, Elio. You can barely stand straight. <laughs> All that alcohol you have in you is tipping you to one side. Chris Jericho just has to... Okay, wait. I guess if you breathed on him, you probably could knock him out. <laughs> Or get him drunk, in, in the least. But I don't know. He's been drinking a lot of the bubbly. And uh, he, his breath might be just as alcoholic as yours. And who knows? <laughs> That's what I want to see now. I want to see drunk versus drunk match. Elio versus oh Elio versus Chris Jericho, okay? Le champ- revolution, yep. Le champion versus la alcoholic. It'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh... You're going to go crazy having a couple weeks without me, Elio. What are you going to do, man? Who else is going to abuse you, It's going to be a a couple of boring weeks here without (laughs) uh, the show. You're going to be like, Legend, I'm starting to grow back an ego. (laughs) Some some self-esteem is finally growing up. And uh, I've always just wanted to say, Legend, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I probably deserve that. Oh my lord! All right, so wow. Okay, yeah, we went we went off the reservation there. We we definitely uh, we we the hot topics that yeah. There's lots of stuff that we that seems all of a sudden we want to talk about. But uh, you know what? Let, let's shift gears here and talk a tiny bit about uh, New Japan. Okay. Okay. We're at the all end right. of the year, and this is I think this is the first time in the entire year, except for maybe once when they had some like Young Lions project going on, but. This is the first year we actually don't have anything new to talk about that's happened in the last week in New Japan. Not a match, no. not a thing. Nope, uh, they've got like some road to Tokyo Dome going out on this week. Yeah, they've got three matches at Corrigan Hall. Or it's not three matches, three uh, cards. Uh, yeah. Successive nights at Corrigan Hall to, to start the setup for Wrestle Kingdom. So that is going to be exciting. Um, as you know, those kind of matches are designed... It's going to be, there's not going to be really any singles matches on those three cards. Basically, we're going to get a lot of like five man, ten man matches, you know, like. Those are uh, the matches that kill me in NJPW or the, the tag matches. Yeah, it's hard to get into those. It's, they do it because it's the chance to, uh, 
highlight an upcoming feud. Right. You know, like if if Okada is going to be fighting uh, Abushi, uh, mm-hmm. they'll be on one of the opposite teams, and this will be the only time that these two guys will physically make contact. Okay. Until then, so it's a bit of a preview for fans to see what possibilities. You know, it's it's basically there for you to dream up the scenario of what could happen. You know, okay, okay. So yeah, so this will be interesting. Uh, wow, I, I I I'm very excited. But Wrestle Kingdom, I got to admit, two nights is I know, it's, it takes a little like air the, out of me. This is the first time they've done this, right? Two nights, yeah. And it, it takes the air out of me a little because I'm that guy who wants one exciting night of stuff. But, yeah. but this but. is at least not like WrestleMania where it's like twenty-seven hours long and you don't care. <laughs> you don't true. even care after the third match. <laughs> like, uh, who the hell cares who wins? Oh, so man. let's see how this works out. We'll give it a chance. I don't know how. I don't know how people do it when they're, they're watching it live in the arena. Oh, at, at WrestleMania, I don't. You're, there's some of you wrestling fans either don't have lives, or um, <laughs> you're willing to endure a lot because that's a lot of time spent. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? Um, we we are just breaknecking through this week's uh, show. We are going to take a commercial break. When mm-hmm. we come back, we're going to discuss our three regular shows, what we liked and what we didn't like, and uh, maybe I, I have I have an inkling, and I've been thinking this in my head. And I know the same. I've seen that look on your face when we were talking earlier. We have someone for the book, okay? And yes, I'm not going to say someone, I guess kind of something for something. the book. And it's not even just, this something we hate so much, it's going directly from the book into the chapter of Perpetual Losers. So folks, yep. we'll see you guys back well, in a few seconds. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out, so save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! This is Flip Gordon, and you are listening to wrestling pov podcast hey folks we are back elio yes sir are you properly liquored up for the second part i am all right let's do this this is the part of the show fans where we go into the three regular shows we have we talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about uh the things we like things we didn't like about the show okay let's start off with wwe nxt uk elio what didn't you like about this show what did i like i'm not this Ridge Holland guy, Ridge Holland versus Jack Starts, was my little light. Okay, okay, I get it. Tell me why, for for your opinion. What what's your POV um, on this? Well, we we already know Jack Starts, but Ridge Holland, this new guy that just debuted, I'm I still have to see more from this guy before I can really see anything. Guy, right now I'm not seeing it. Yeah, he's awfully generic. Yeah, like uh, he does not stand out. Um, he was he was actually my low life low light of the uh, episode two is well that and one other thing I want to talk about quickly, but uh, yeah, he just, it seems like from the packages we had and the things leading up to him, he would have been much more interesting and a little more exciting. And he is not. What is um, this character supposed to be? Actually? I have no idea. <laughs> I ha- <laughs> there, you, there you go. That's, I mean, that explains it all. Was he supposed to be like, I see maybe it's because it's very British centric. When I saw those uh, vignettes, uh, he's supposed to be a hooligan. Is that what it is? I, I don't know. I, I don't understand. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, fans, if any of you people watch those and you got what we're missing, by all means, write us and tell us because we have, we're have we kind of lost on what he's supposed to be. Or is he even supposed to be anything? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and I guess Jack Stars is supposed to be the perpetual get his butt kicked every week, no matter how he changes his haircut or facial hairs. What was your other low light? Uh, the other low light is still the Tony Storm. Uh, just the vibes that get off of Tony Storms right now. Uh, I don't. I'm like getting terrible all up heel. in a, and getting all up in Piper Niven's face too, like when Piper Niven was just helping. Yeah, and here's the problem with this. Okay, the problem I have with this is, first of all, Tony Storm does not come off as a believable bad guy. Okay. Uh, she's more like a sullen, angry little girl, but I don't know. You know, she's trying to be tough, and it's just not working. Right. And the second part, 
Piper Niven is coming off like an idiot. Like she's just like some sappy, sweet, sucky yeah. thing, and she's just taking this kind of stuff. I mean, where's the tough girl that has been betrayed up until this time, yeah. who just knocked people around? Now she's just like suffering Tony Storm. I, I, and then, I see how Tony, Tony Storm when she ran out, she's like she almost uh, she almost ran uh, Piper Niven over. Yeah, she like shoved her over like garbage. Like, Jeez, oh, yeah, damn. so. That was my low light. Uh, what was your highlight of the night? Um, my highlight of the night, um, I did like that Keely Ray Alan Don match because I just, I just like Alan Don, but I just feel bad. Like they're they're not giving her anything to work with here. Yeah, because she, she she lost yet another match. Yeah, Alan Don. There's there there seems like there's so much that they could do with this girl. Um, she reminds me of like what happened to that blue headed chick that you know she was Zia know, Brookside. Zia Brookside. I mean. She seems like there's something they could do with her, and they kind of jobbed her out. You know, <coughs> it's like, it's like you gotta feel bad for Alan Don because uh, there's something there if they just give her a chance. Do you know the weirdest thing about NXT Women's is, though? Man, they, that? they've got a lot of women at the top who are from Scotland and not from actually the yeah. UK. <laughs> yeah, Piper Pi- 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 Niven, Kaylee Ray, Alan Don. Yeah, I mean, uh, right there is three girls, boom. You know, like, so. And, and then. And then Tony wouldn't, you, wouldn't you expect that to be a stable? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Maybe they will. They'll call, themse- <laughs> they'll call themselves Haggis United. Hags is you know. Anyways, you, you know what I'm getting at. Uh, and yeah, and then you know the other big woman in the, the company, Tony Storm, is from Australia. Like it's like there's actually no mm-hmm. women from the UK, like from Britain, yeah. anyways. At least from Britain that well, are no, like, isn't, it, no. Well, no, Nina Samuels is uh, from Britain. Chinese. From Britain, um, yeah, yeah, but they're both crap, and they're at the bottom of the yeah, division. They both so suck. who cares? Say so yeah, Brookside is from yeah. And where's she been? Yeah, <laughs> getting, <laughs> she's getting her hair dyed so long it's been weeks. Then, now. Is it, it's in, in Killer Kelly also. No, nope, Killer Kelly's from Portugal. Oh, okay. Or was it Spain? She's either that. from Spain or Portugal. They mentioned her as last week. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Uh, the highlight for me, hmm. huh? I mean, it was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh. The weirdness, I, I thought the Trent Seven match would have been a little better, but then it got in that weird stuff again uh, when they do weird things like that. Um, I guess you know, t- who, you know, you know who should go in the book, Eddie Dennis. Ah, uh, let's give him a moment, a little longer. If this keeps going on, sure, but I right. still want to okay. see what they're going to do with this. Uh, okay. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to say my the Gallus match at the end was pretty good. Imperium mm-hmm. always puts on a good show. Yep. Uh, always the nonsense in, with tag teams running in at the end. And, uh, I'm so over Gibson and uh, Drake <laughs> that it, it's not. A, and, and actually, you know what? As annoying as Gibson and Drake is, you know who's even more annoying? Who's is, that? Is Drews and his little buddy there? Oh I mean, yes. Oh my gosh! Uh, what, what, throw away what crap them, teams. What, what do they call them? South Wales subculture. <laughs> subculture. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea what that means, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. It's like putting them in against Gallus is like a shame for Gallus. I mean, or, or yeah. a shame for Imperium. I mean, these are real teams, and these other ones are just kind of jokes. I, I'm not not digging it. Not digging it. This week's episode, um, it was okay. I'm gonna give it uh, a B minus. It was okay. Nothing great, but nothing mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, I'm gonna you? give. It, I'm gonna give it a B minus as well. Um, it. Yeah, I liked that the Gallus Imperium match was good. I liked the Kaylee Ray Aladon match. Um, the Jordan Devlin vignettes just I don't know where they're going with that. Well, Jordan Devlin, he's another guy that he's he's <laughs> he's if he keeps the way he's going, he's going to end up in the, in Jimmy Havoc territory. I'm just going to ignore that he exists. He's you know, just seriously. he's just terrible. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and yeah, so all the all the backstage stuff we Jordan Devlin, Noam Dar, uh, all, all all that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with a B minus on this one. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, let's head over now to Major League Wrestling (MLW). Okay, a fun show. Yes, you know what? I was getting super worried, Elio. I mean, it's been like how many episodes lately where <laughs> MLW has done so bad. They've I've been just, lagging like, far behind. Yeah, and I was just like, where is this going? Have we lost what I used to like? This week was a throwback to what uh, I used to love about MLW. Yep. And uh, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of cool little things. There were some things in there that I know I'm going to tell you that I like that's going to surprise you, I think. Um, okay. 
But uh, I got to admit, the whole idea of the Opera Cup sounded really ri- ridiculous. I mean, they're fighting right. for some trophy that was defended in the 40s. Like, I, yeah. I don't know where they dug that up, but... Uh, oh, oh, apparently uh, Davy Boy Smith inherited it or something. Well, after... well, apparently Stu Hart won it. Or... Yeah, he was the first champion. So, you know, like, da- like uh, uh, Harry, well, Davy Boy Smith Jr. is like uh, Stu Hart's grandfather. So, yeah. like, uh, I, I guess that that's one thing to look forward to. Um mm-hmm. What did you think of uh, what was your, what was your highlight? Or sorry, let's go with your low light. What was the low light of the matches for you? Uh, my low light the whole was show. In, Injustice versus King Mo. And why? <laughs> it, surprisingly, it wasn't Injustice. It was the other team because I'm just not a fan of King Mo. King Mo was terrible. I mean, I guess he he's is. got a name, but nope. uh, and sorry, folks. I just I have been struggling with a cold, so if you heard a weird noise, I'm sorry if that I had to blow my nose or I was gonna blow up a snot ball, but. Um, <laughs> Oh. King Mo is TMI. Yeah, King Mo is yeah. so awkward. Like I'm watching him pick up people and throw them, and I'm thinking, aren't these guys scared they're going to get a broken neck from this fool? <laughs> right. I, I mean, he's not. He's there's nothing traditional or solid looking about his moves. If anything, right. they look awkwardly real and dangerous. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, ACH. Well. Well, we've talked about ACH for a while. We already know that's why that's why I didn't say mention his name because yeah. we've already uh, talked him to death. Yeah, and, and it's weird. I mean, this is the only match he did for MLW. This was his. He was supposed to be joining the company, and I mean, he put in a good performance. And as I'm watching it, all I can think of is I wish this guy would get his crap together because he's an exciting wrestler. He has a unique look. He has a unique move set. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he has not been exactly uh, endearing himself to anybody in the last while. He just um, went about everything the wrong way. Um, I gotta, I, King Mo was definitely a low light, low light to me. Uh, yep. an- another low light was Matt <coughs> Warner talking about uh, Jimmy Havoc and an upcoming match with, like, they're going to go for a blindfold match? Oh, my God. I have God. a question. Who, yeah. who, who's, that, who's the guy behind uh, Matt? Uh, his hillbilly friend he drinks with. That that's all I get out of that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who he really is. I don't know who his character is no, supposed to be. He's just no, some hillbilly he hangs out with. No, uh, I'm just. Uh, I I bet we're gonna see this guy accompany Mans Warner out into the ring one day. Possible. So, Very possible. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I, yeah, I really hope not because it's just it's just weird. Now, what, one thing I want to say is we've been pretty hard on injustice, but. Um, mm-hmm. I actually appreciated them this week. They actually were pretty solid uh, wrestling with them this week. I, I was impressed. And like I mentioned uh, last week as well, um, I really uh, I didn't mind their match against Gringo Loco and Senshi. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? Maybe, maybe this coming year will be a little bit better for Injustice. Okay. Now let's talk Opera Cup because, uh, oh, first of all, um, these vignettes. The rich and dynastic things are just terrible. Oh my lord! <laughs> Did you catch the WWE reference? The which one? The WWE reference. I maybe I did not. What are you talking about? When they introduced Max Mini. <laughs> Max. The, oh, was that supposed to be a thing off of Conan's uh, Max? That, 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 that's a throwback to uh, the old WWF when they had uh, when they had uh, that wrestler Max Mini in there. I don't remember that. Huh. Yeah. Okay. No, I guess I did miss that one totally. Thank you. Thank you, Elio, for making me look like an ignorant fool. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay, let's talk this Opera Cup. We've, it's it's a weird concept, but so far we got two of the matches in the first rounds. Yep. And uh, Timothy Thatcher versus, um, oh, what the hell Richard is his Holiday. Name? R- Richard Holiday. Uh you know what? This match really surprised me. I thought that uh, Thatcher was going to go in and tear him apart. Right. But Halliday held his own, and he actually impressed me enough that I could see the potential in this guy. i got to say, the first oh. time ever I was impressed with Richard Halliday. I mean, we might actually have a, a bright spot in uh, the dynasty. There's a possibility, because he really held his own against Thatcher, and uh, he looked credible in there. Okay. What did you think? Yeah, I enjoyed this match. Um, both competitors were really good. Um, I'm a fan. Of, I, 
I'm already a fan of Timothy Thatcher from when I first saw him in this MLW debut. Okay. And then it, and then, then in the main event, Brian Pillman versus TJP. Yep. Very, very fun match. TJP looking like uh, the best I've seen him in a while. And let's face it, Brian Pillman, except I got to say, I'm not a fan sometimes of, of his ridiculous looks on his face sometimes when he wrestles. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, his matches really are improving, and it was a really fun match. Yes, and uh, this is a TJP that I like. I wasn't a fan of the WWE, WWE version of TJP, but this TJP I like. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, f- overall, pretty fun episode. Uh, next week, I'm curious about this because they didn't even mention this, but I do know that next week we'll have two really cool matches. Um, they'll have... Davey Boy Smith Jr. facing um, Low Key, which should yep. be a technical wizardry match. Yep. But then, did you even notice that this one, and I don't they really haven't mentioned it, but Hammerstone taking on MJF, two dynasty guys against no, each other. I didn't, notice, I didn't notice that. When I, when I first saw that, I was like, hmm, I don't know where, where they're going to go with that one. Exactly. You know, is it going to be the finger poke of doom? That's a possibility. Uh, is it a dissension? Oh, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> well, well, wait. Well, hold on. It is uh, 20 years ago that it happened. <laughs> maybe it'll play out better <laughs> these days. There's no more kayfabe, so maybe it'll play out. Uh, <laughs> uh, all in all, a return back to the MLW yep. that I've been enjoying. Yep. I am going to give it an A this week. Ooh, I'm going to okay. give it an A. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it an A as well. It says I just I just had fun with this one. It was such a it was so refreshing to go back to the show I started watching when I first started this podcast. And I gotta say, you know, I told you there was something I, I that I liked that you'd find uh, surprising. Okay. And it's not just the inju- that I liked Injustice this week. I actually enjoyed the promo with the Von Erics. Oh oh. You know. Wow. Um, it came across as very realistic and very. In their vein of being good guys, but also right. not being like baby-faced idiots. Uh, Kevin uh, referencing some past glories, but at the same time not sounding like you know a starstruck dummy. It, it came across really he, cool. He, he even dropped out Chris Adams' name. Yeah. I mean, it came across really cool for me. And uh, I don't know. For a minute there, I was transported back to the days when the Von Erics were in the 80s. And uh, I, 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 uh, I really dug that. It was a nice uh, okay. jump back. Okay. And uh, I don't know how this is going to work, but they talked about uh, MLW signing the Stronghearts. And they did a little promo where they were threatening Contra, <laughs> saying how they were going to deal with them Japanese style. And oh, that okay. that it was no match for hybrid style. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry was, it, was that before that? Uh, That's at the very end. Pro- oh, at the very end. Because I, I, did, I did see uh, a promo with the choice of Samael. Yeah, no, that was a whole separate thing. They did a okay. promo later where uh, the three the three members of the Stronghearts are there, and they're, they're three members from uh, the Japanese wrestlers, and one of them is Shima. And he was standing there, and he looks at the – he's the only one talking. And he threatens Contra and tells mm-hmm. them that he's going to take them out using Japanese style, and that, oh. hy- and that hybrid style was no match. Oh, okay. So, interesting. And let me tell you – as scary as Contra looks, these three guys do not look scary whatsoever. <laughs> the, the strong hearts do not look like anything scary. So let's hopefully they can do something. I, I don't know. All right. All right. So we have our A for this week so far in MLW. Let's head over to AEW. AEW. Now, AEW's had a swoop. <coughs> it started off super strong and it's been on a crappy descent since. Yeah. This week's episode, however, showed signs to me that there's some life left in it because it was a pretty fun episode in my opinion. In my point of view, it had a strong opening, a strong ending, mm-hmm. and there was some fun stuff in the middle. Okay. Uh, Elio, what was your low light? Uh, um, I'm going to go with that. I'm gonna, my low light was the Jungle Boy Chris Jericho match. Really? Why? I'll tell you what, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, Jungle Boy because actually I didn't expect Jungle Boy to uh, do as much as he did against Jericho. Mm-hmm. But, um, just like the end. I don't know why this guy is there. Jake Hager. Okay, well, wait a second. So you're saying to me that you thought Chris Jericho let Jungle Boy get way too much in? No, no, 
I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting him to get all that all the offense he did. No, I meant that like that that was a good thing because I didn't expect that. Okay. But why was yeah, it low? It was just the ending. I don't know why they have this guy there, Jake Hager. I still don't get it. Okay. Okay. So it was, um, the, it was not necessarily the match that was light, but like the ending of that match with Jake Hager running down, interfering, and all that. Okay. Okay. Um. I get why is there. I, overall, I didn't think that part was a low light to me. I mean, I didn't. For once, I I saw the potential of what Jungle Boy could be. Yeah. You know, I which I hadn't saw before. Okay, mm-hmm. to be honest, I mean, he came out there a lot. I really thought Luchasaurus was the strongest part of that team, and that Michael Jungle... got taken out. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you just? Didn't your heart just warm when he got punched in the face like that? I felt so good about life. Oh, that, um, <laughs> that, that was a thing of beauty. That it really was. Um, I'm sorry. I'm anything sorry. else? I, I, know, I know, like, I've been saying, like, Marco Stunts is not that bad, but one match does not necessarily make, change uh, my POV. That is true. That is true. Just because uh, he other... showed something in one match doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it means Jack. It means that somebody carried him to a better match than <laughs> usual. Yeah. Uh, how about, uh, anything else that you stuck out in your mind that, uh, was uh, a little like? You know what? The, the ending. The end of the show. Like after not not the after the SCU Young Bucks match mm-hmm. that whole Dark Order stuff you didn't like that uh, what I don't understand it felt like it felt like an an episode of a, an old episode of Nitro okay yeah I get that I yep. get that um boy wow I hate to disagree with you on this part but once again I didn't find that so bad because uh it gave the Dark Order a little more I think a little more oomph that they needed. And uh, oh. I really think I really think that it, it gave us a chance to see, you know, it showcased that John Silver and Alex Reynolds were now uh, part of the Dark Order. Although, although, I didn't mind Evil Luna on the mic. You did? Okay, good. No, no, I okay. said it okay. didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No. All right. Um, is, that all, is that all you want to complain about on this week's episode? Is there anything <laughs> else you didn't really... No, no, I'm not being a dick. I mean, honestly. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, that's... That, that, that was my own line, but I didn't mind Evil Uno on the mic. He was actually pretty good on the mic. I think he, as like a managerial role, in the managerial role, he's not bad. Okay, okay. Uh, for me, my lowlights have to be uh, the Awesome Kong match was terrible. Oh, yes. Um, was not a fan of that. Yep. Uh, I don't know who this Miranda chick is, but she got her ass handed to her pretty badly. Is that that's one with the red hair? Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. catch the name. Okay, uh, you, you know, yeah. I, I don't get this whole. I just don't like this whole like cutting everyone's hair thing and just. Yeah, know. it's it's. The it's night, not working for me either. The, the Nightmare Collective might end up in the book one day soon. Oh, I can see that happening. I can see. Yeah. How about your highlight of the night? Okay, my oh, no, wait a sec. First of all, whoa, wait, before I get started, yep. my other low light okay. is a bit with my highlight, because of one of my highlights. Um, I've, I've got to say, I really like Chris Statlander a lot. Yes. Okay? She really is standing out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, her match wasn't the greatest because Britt Baker kind of sucks shit right now. She was terrible. Oh, yeah, she was. was... She was so off on this match. Everything she did just looked sloppy. It looked like Statlander had to slow down at times, had to, like, react to things that weren't there. Like, oh. Yeah, I I, I like Chris Statlander. I put this one as one of my highlights. Okay, the match? Uh, no, just her. Because I'm Britt Baker. I'm the Britt Baker. Like, not showing me anything, and again, I know we keep saying it every week, but that move that she does. Yeah, that move is ridiculous. Um, here's another thing that's kind of good, is AEW here is giving the fans, once again, what they wanted, because the whole plan all along, obviously, was Britt Baker to eventually become the champion. Right. However, the fans have really embraced Chris Statlander, and they went with it, you know? You think... Next week, we're going to have, we're going to have Riho versus Statlander. Could we have a new champion? I don't know if we'll have a new champion. Mm-hmm. It might be a little quick, but uh, they're definitely giving the fans what they want by giving Statlander a shot. Okay. You know? And I, I got to say, I don't know what it is about her. I really like her. Yep. She 
She uh, she's funny. She's goofy. She has some really good wrestling. I love when she does that thing with the cartwheels around. Yeah, people that was the one that we had off. That was so cool. That was cool when she did the cartwheels around the ring. And she's got one of those kind of hot Rhea Ripley type kind of things I like in Chick. Those kind of looks. So she is yeah. our she's our Rhea Ripley of AEW. She's the Rhea Ripley of AEW. It took us a while to find her, but there yep, she is. There she is. All right, I'm cool with that. Chris Statlander, you've made Tom. You've made. The Legends Special Heart Book. No, anyways. Uh, <laughs> and you've made Elio's stocking book. Our journal, as he likes stocking to call it. Book. Anyhow. <laughs> my stocking journal. <laughs> okay, highlights. Um, opening match was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, it was nice to see people... T- it was nice to see the Lucha Brothers tagging each other for a change. Instead of just acting like this was some weird Mexican wrestling match. We're, so, we're starting to see T- the heel turn. Alan Page. The heel turn of, of Page, yes. Yeah. That's always a possibility. And it's probably better for him. Oh, hold on. Did you notice something at the end? That he didn't come out? Oh, well, yeah. They mentioned that uh, Page didn't come out to help. I wonder if... Uh, uh, I was going to go in a weird place uh, with this where Page ends up with the Dark Order. Oh, I, when you said you were going to go weird, I thought you meant he was going to be with Michael Ak- Nakazawa <laughs> rubbing body oil on each other. But okay, yeah. Um... To be honest, Adam Adam Page doesn't need the Dark Order. Right. No, that's why I, I was thinking go to a weird place uh, with the Dead Trainer thought, but uh, I, I can't really see him with the Dark Order. He doesn't really need them. Yeah, he doesn't need them at all. Um, and they don't really need him. They've got, you know, low-level guys right. that they're bringing up now. So. No, I, no I, I just noticed because they brought up that uh, he didn't come out to help. And the main event was pretty darn good. Yep. Um... I gotta say, the Young Bucks versus SCU turned out to be a very solid, good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending, you didn't like it. I didn't mind it. Um, I just have one really quick question for you, Elio. Okay. Uh, at the very end, of just before it went off air, did you notice there was like, I think it was Evil Uno went up to like uh, Matt Jackson and said, "You, uh, I don't know, like like something like you were the one I wanted to get or something," and he stuck his hand in his mouth. I saw it. That was and I didn't disgusting. Get it. That was disgusting. No, I didn't get it. I mean, was he pretending to pull his tongue out? I, did, I didn't understand what that was about. I didn't understand it either. I just, uh, I heard that they come to, I think Jim Ross say, ah, oh, come on, give me that shot. Yeah, like it, 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 it was just weird. I, don't, I didn't get that part. Yeah, I didn't understand it either, and I don't know what they were shooting for, but uh, yeah. But, you know, all in all, I'm going to give this week's episode a, uh, hmm, I'm going to have to give it a, uh, I'm gonna give it a B, you know, yeah, gonna, a I'm solid gonna, B. I knew with a B because it uh, it uh, wasn't wasn't bad. It was uh, improvement because mm-hmm. AEW's been like kind of not good lately. Do you know how that mat- that card could have that show could have been an, almost an A? You know, would have made the difference. What's that? Is if all that crap that they showed us in the box in box stuff actually we got to see on a normal screen? Yeah, you know, like, and I'm gonna bring that up. Um, <clears throat> at the end of the match uh, with um, uh, Paige and Omega, Omega against the two yeah. brothers. Okay, we see Pac on the big screen. Um, and he's uh. Reminding uh, Omega of who he is and uh, that everything that happens is going to be his fault. He went looking for Michael Nakazawa. And then Omega and uh, Paige uh, run out of the ring. Well, Omega ran out. And then it cuts to the pitch, to the little box. And, and we're, we have to watch that. Them look in the back area looking for Nakazawa in the picture in picture. And it's so small, yep. you can barely see Dick. Yep. Yeah, I'm not a fan of picture-in-picture. Picture. It, it's really annoying the hell out of And it. also, uh, hum- another point was uh, during the Jericho Jungle Boy match, uh, after Jericho uh, lost, he was he kept uh, going up the ramp, then coming back down to the ring, area side area, and throwing Yeah, we had around. no idea what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I think, Elio? What's up? This picture-in-picture thing. Yes, sir. Do you, know how, do you know how upset it's got me? How upset has it got you? Well, I know you told me that we should put it into the book, mm-hmm. but I think, and I think you feel this way too, that it should go into the chapter of Perpetual Losers. It should go all the way. All right. Picture in picture, you are now in the chapter of Perpetual Losers. Ooh, our last, last shout against something in wrestling for the year. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We're also doing this for NXT because they do it on that show as well. Yeah, but we don't cover that show. That's true. So. 
but just the picture in picture itself, concept itself. I know, I know I said I've got it covered because I can always watch both shows picture in picture, but I was joking when I said that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, we, uh, we talk about Rhea Ripley a lot. And, yep. uh, she, you know, we watch AEW to cover for you fans. Well, the other show, uh, Wrestling POV, which just celebrated their 200th episode. Yes. 200 episodes. They had a fleet of guests. They had so much congratulations. Um, they even, they even thanked out all the people that made uh, a big difference on the show thing. Um, I did notice they didn't mention anything hey, about hey, us. Hey, hold on, hold on. What, I'm, yes, I'm going to be like Chris. I want to be like I'm going to be like Chris Jericho. Where's my thank okay. you? I want my thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, I was a tiny bit, a tiny bit uh, brokenhearted that they didn't even mention us whatsoever. But I get it. They're the 200th episode. They're the big town guys. We're just the ugly little sisters. That <laughs> hopefully somebody will listen to us out of pity or whatever. But you know what? We'll, we'll keep we'll keep batting. We'll keep we'll we'll keep checking in every week and just being. The best legend and gentleman that, well, is just humanly possible. We're not going to let it get us it's down, buddy. We're run. not going to let us Did down. Did you hear it? Yep. And you know what? What's up? We are, we are such the bigger gentlemen here. Oh. And not just you in name. We are such the, the better men here that we are not only going to talk about us, we're going to tell you that if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to write to us, if you want to comment on the show, mm-hmm. you can get a hold of us via Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Elio, tell them all those places that they can get us. Okay, on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV 1, and Twitter Wrestling POV. And this is where I'm even going to be the bigger man here. You can also listen to those hoity-toity guys <laughs> on their 200-plus episodes of Wrestling POV Wrestling. You can hear them on the same network you hear us every Saturday. And if you want to know how other places you can find to watch both of these shows, you can find us on iHeartRadio. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, and I don't know what the last one is. I'm missing it. What is it? iTunes. MySpace? ITunes. I said iTunes. I said oh, iTunes. Spotify. I said iHeartRadio. Spotify. Spotify. I, I, Spotify. Even, I, even pay, I even pay a monthly subscription to Spotify, and I can't even remember that. <laughs> Wow, maybe that's maybe that's why Tony and Rick refuse to even just throw a, a scrap of a bone our way. <laughs> oh well. Anyways, folks, uh, we've had a tremendous year with you guys. We uh, we look forward to talking much more wrestling with you. We want to thank all our fans all across the world, whatever country you're listening in. Thank you, thank you for taking the opportunity to listen to us. To all my brothers and sisters in Russia, I send out a special privyet and a Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. You guys are closer to Santa Claus, so don't take all the gifts. <laughs> Elio, yes, say goodnight and wish a happy new year to all the wonderful people. All right, friends, have a happy, have a Merry Christmas, happy new year, and we will talk to you all in 2020.